writer and what was their favorite character? I liked it other than uh, the main character. I uh, That was my favorite character. Of course, I think we all liked uh, Bay and Bunch, the, the two old ladies. They were just absolutely delightful. And uh, her father, I like her, I like her dad. Yep, it was a great book as I wrote to the list. Uh, I didn't really pick out a favorite character, so uh, on the spot, um, I uh, will pick, um, well, uh, I don't know. I, I don't have a favorite character. I liked several of them. I certainly liked the king. He's kind of a, he was a very noble fellow, a reluctant king, but he's made the decision to do the job, and he's doing very well. And uh, I liked the uh, fellow who was the forester. Uh, I forget his name, but uh, I liked him quite a lot too. And uh, and the, right, the two Bay and Bunch were were great too. I hope we see them again in one of the later books. That would be really cool. Uh, but it was a great book overall. I'm uh, a few hours into the second book now. I uh, was wrong on my favorite characters. My favorite character is Finder, uh, who didn't wasn't in there very long and came to a very bad end. Um, from her descriptions, I'm sure she's talking about West Highland White Terriers, and I have one. So I'm a little bit partial there. Well, I liked um, the main character. Uh, unfortunately, I've been reading too many books with, with female protagonists recently, and I've been getting them mixed. Um, I'm sorry I missed the science fiction group um, last last week, because I, I would be singing the praises of Elizabeth Moon um, up, down, and all together. Um, but since I wasn't there, I can't do that, and this is the wrong place to do that so i like the main character whose name i can't remember but um and yes bay and bunch do show up in one of the later books i read all three um in fact i proofed the uh the third one for bookshare and um so the copy is clean and um um i liked uh i like the other characters too um I think that's why I like the book, because I like the characters. I wanted to know what happened to them. Yeah, I liked all the characters. Obviously, the main character is a very good one. All the characters were very well-developed, I think. I kept waiting for uh, the special powers to come along. I kept thinking that the brooch would reveal some other powers, other than just her going invisible. But other than that, it was a very good book. Well, the sword and the moonstone sort of, uh, <laughs> those kind of turned out to be something, too. Um, but uh, I, I like the world, too. Uh, some fantasy worlds, you don't feel like you're there. Some fantasy worlds, you don't want to be there. Uh, and I thought she, she struck a good balance between a world that had problems but was basically a decent civilization and some of the worlds that are very dark and uh, something that would be too vague or you know that they just assume everything. That's what I like about stories where somebody discovers their magic because 
I've read too many, I've started to read too many fantasies where everything is just assumed to be so, and there's no surprise, there's no discovery in it. And this had discovery in it. Miles, I mentioned in my message, I like forests quite a lot, and uh, hers had a lot of forests in it. And that was, uh, you know, the, uh, as I said, there was much more to it than that, but that was a big part of uh, what drew me into the book. Um, lots of uh, of that, but the writing, you know, a lot of these fantasy books, the writing is just so hack. That's true of a lot of science fiction books too, though. Um, but the writing in here, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't overly eloquent. Um, you know, some writers can do that, or some do it very well. So I guess you wouldn't say it was overly eloquent. But her writings, though, her writing brought me into the world. And uh, the, certainly the plotting was very good. There was a lot of suspense, and there were some surprises. You know, I was a little surprised when that message turned out to be unimportant, and I never thought about the love letter being where the real message was until, um, until much later when she uh, discovered it herself. Uh, it just didn't, you know, I'd forgotten, almost, almost forgotten about it. So there was some good plotting, good writing. Uh, it was really a good book. Okay, um, so is there anything else you want to mention about the book? I guess at least, no, I guess the type of character isn't really that exciting. But I did find the throne room scene went on a little too long. Uh, they, she had so many situations with in, individuals to deal with and to resolve, and she tried to pack that all into one scene, and it was, I just kind of like, okay, let's get on with it. But, um... You know, it just seemed to be a little too much of the same thing. I don't know. For some reason, it just struck me as, as a little too much. But, uh, you know, it's not. It, that doesn't take away from its being a good book. And I love the way she took out the, the chess game. Well, it wasn't really a chess game. The strategy game. <laughs> she just, that sounds like Han Solo when he met the, um, when the Java guy came to try to talk him into giving him his money. And he said, oh, you know, forget it. And he blasted the guy. And that kind of reminded me when she did that to the chess game. Okay, so I guess we'll move on to discussing the books for next month. Um, there's a few. A couple of them are on Bard, and a couple are on Bookshare. And I was also thinking about continuing the series, some of the series that we started. But maybe we'll um, do that for the month after, since I didn't really research that. But um, one of them is called... Well, on Bookshare it's called Acacia, and the other one it's called War with War with the Mayan, I think. And it's about the king is killed and four royal children are split up, and they have to somehow get their kingdom back and find out their destiny. Oh, hi, Kim. Sorry. Okay. Why don't we back up here? Kim, we were discussing uh, Green Rider, and we I asked if you liked the book and who was your favorite character. Uh, I haven't had much, I haven't had any chance really because I didn't have a computer for a few days and so the only thing I've been doing is getting, reading my magazines and I do have it and I do intend to read it but I haven't read it yet. Oh, okay. Um, I was talking about the book for next month which is, well the first one on the list that I looked up is called Acacia and it's about 
these four royal children who are split up, and the king is killed, and they have to find their destiny and find their way back to kind of reunite the kingdom. And it's on Bard and Bookshare. On Bookshare, which is called Acacia, and on Bard, it's called War with the M-E-I-N, I believe. And another one that was recommended to me is called A Spell for Chameleon. It's by Piers Anthony. I don't know. I think I heard some negative things about him, but it looked pretty good. It was about, it's said in the Xanth universe where everybody has a certain spell that only they can perform, and uh, this person named Bink, I believe, is apparently really magically gifted, but he doesn't have a s certain spell. I don't know, that that was confusing. but And then the other one is called The River Kings. It's only on Bookshare. It's called, it's by Leanne, someone. And it's about this, oh, this empire is interrupted and the king is killed and there's this heir that survives. And this peasant woman and a servant and the knight and a companion and a lord's son, a younger son who's bitter, try to travel... Oh, gosh, sorry. <laughs> well, I think I can probably get Acacia, no problem. Um, I think that's by David Anthony Durham, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know if you've ever read anything by Jacqueline Carey. I mean, I just got Bain Reeker and Godslayer, and I haven't read those at all yet, but then... Um, my schedule's kind of weird, sorry. I actually got those on cassette, like, years ago, and I returned them because I moved, and I never got them back again, and, you know, they sounded like they might be pretty good, though. I was, they're, uh, they're, uh, they're definitely on my reading list, but I haven't got them back yet, but they, the Bone Reeker sounded pretty good, and the sequel is God Slayer, or is it the other way around? Anyway, uh, it sounded good to me. I wouldn't mind, uh, reading that, since I was going to read it anyway at some point. You can get them on the Bard site. Both of them you can get on the Bard site. And Godslayer and Badenreaker, I think, are part of one book. It's more like a two-part novel, I should think. Okay, does anybody else have any other reading suggestions? There's one I read, and I forgot oh, um, I forgot her name. I can't pronounce her last name. Uh, it's called Angelology. And it's it has to do with angels or demons, depending on how you look at them, um, with the, the, uh, the fallen angels. And who live on Earth as disguised as human beings, and a very arrogant bunch, and uh, a woman who is a nun, who begins to discover uh, pieces of information about something that happened, and it becomes involved in it with a researcher, and eventually she does leave the convent before the the story. So it's not a, it's not a quote religion or a Christian book or anything like that. But it has to do with it's. It's very interesting as a modern day fantasy. It reminds me a little of the, of some of the fam, some of the vampire modern fantasies without quite so much, uh, sex and gore, <laughs> uh, very decadent uh, villains, 
uh, and very um, and and again it, it's very much in the style of the historian. In fact, maybe it's the same person who wrote the historian, where you have the flashbacks to the past and people giving their accounts from the past and then and then the present. And it's it's pretty decently read. It's a long book, but and I'm not necessarily pushing it for next month, but just on the list of things people might want to consider. It's kind of kind of an interesting book. Well, the author is Daniel Trussoni, and I think you can get it at Audible.com. And I actually heard part of it. It's something on Bard, but it's also on Bookshare. Um, but it sounds like something I would be interested in. I read the book jacket, and I haven't read much further than I haven't started the actual book, but I read all the preliminaries, and it sounds pretty good to me. But uh, uh, I don't know if anybody else would be interested in that or not. It's pretty long. Yeah, I looked that up too. I forgot to mention it. Yeah, that looks good too. So. Does anyone else have anything, or do we take a vote? Or just to confuse, just to confuse things. Does anyone has everyone caught up enough of the Robert Jordan to do the um, this latest latest one? I forgot the name of it, but I've got it. Um, I keep wanting to say Name of the Wind, and that isn't it. The the one that came out last year. Referring to the. Yeah, I've read it. I read it when it came out on Bookshare, and I'm reading I'm reading it now on Bard because I want to hear Roy Avers reading it. Uh, and I'm uh, two-thirds of the way through it, so I, this will be my second read-through. I think it's fabulous. I think it's, be- I think it's better. I think it's better than Jordan because he's starting to resolve some things, and and some of his characters are a lot more human. They aren't all the women aren't carbon copies of each other. I, I like it a lot better in some ways. Well, I won't go that far, but well, I will go part of the way. It's certainly better than Jordan's later. Wheel of Time books. I wouldn't say it's better than some of the earliest ones, but boy, by book, you're absolutely right on that. Okay, I'll I'll go along with you on on the first three or four. I would say the first four. That's true, and that, but after that, you know, we we agree on that. Speaking of long epic series, I finally finished The Sword of Truth. The last three books were really really good. I was so disappointed I had no more to read. I'm glad you liked it. I pestered you about that a lot, but I'm glad you enjoyed it. It was kind of an interesting way he had of resolve. Don't you love it when Nikki does what she does to Jagang at the very end? That is so delightful. Oh, I thought she could have done a lot more. I was almost disappointed. It's like, oh, that was over. You know, I think I got stalled at Pillars of Creation. Pillars of Creation and Naked Empire are good ones to get stalled at. And even... even, um, chain fire is a little heavy. It's a little. They spend a little too much time talking about. He's talking, trying to convince them that there really was a Kalen. Uh, but if you can get past, if you it could actually, it it would help if you did read them. But you could almost skip Pillars of Creation and uh, Naked Empire. Yeah, you'd miss some important stuff, but you could figure it out. But toward the end, it really gets. It really gets tense. Do what I do. Just turn the speed up through the parts that you really want to skim through, and just if you've got a book stream, a Victor stream, or a book sense or something, just just max out the speed, and uh, you'll get the gist of it without spending quite as much time. One thing I have been reading this month, I've been reading a series of fairy stories um, retold by Geraldine McCochrian. Um So I was reading the Golden Horde. The Silver Treasure and the Bronze Cauldron. I don't want to be a wet blanket, guys, but um, I haven't read Xanth for many years, and I read part of one of the Xanth books that a friend of mine had, and I just, I don't know, for some reason I just thought it was horrible. 
So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'll like it if we try it again. But, man, at the time, I just thought it was utterly horrible. I've never read Piers Anthony. I know my, seri- my sisters liked it, but I've never done it. I don't know. I think the idea of reading a book based on puns is not exactly my cup of tea. Mind you, I don't mind a cup pun on occasion, but not this sort of thing. I don't like him. Uh, there's something too mechanical about his magic or his there's something wrong you can tell he doesn't believe it granted we all you know we don't we all know that it's fantasy and i don't mean believe it in the sense of believe it uh, in our real lives but to 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 care about a piece of work somewhere in your imagination both when you read it and when you write it you have to believe it not in a literal it's really happening sense, but somebody help me out on that believe it thing, because I think you guys know what I mean. But oh, gee, I'm sorry, my microphone keeps sleep, slipping. But there is a there's a difference in some writers who don't believe anything um, that that shows in in the very mechanical way they have of doing their magic and the very matter of fact way they do their world and. There's just something about his attitude I don't like. I can't put my finger on it, but there's something about it I don't like. I think maybe what you're objecting to is maybe you don't feel that he cares about his characters or doesn't care whether you care about them or not. Or it's just, um, it's more like pasteboard rather than three-dimensional that you can get immersed in, in 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 the world. Is that what you mean? I'm not that much a character-centered person. I mean, I want to like the characters, but I'm not. I'm not going out for the most complex. In fact, the more complex I get, the more irritated I get with them. Uh, it, it wasn't the characters. It was the world, and the the situation, the philosophy behind the books. There's something. There's something that just rubs me the wrong way about them. Hey, I wanted to ask you guys. Um, I missed the beginning of this series. Um, Bard just came out last Friday with this new Margaret Weiss book in this series, um, the third book in the series. I don't know where I was at, but I missed the first two, and uh, I was wondering if anybody uh, tried it out. I steered clear of Crin. What's that? I steered clear of Crin. You know, I steered clear of the Crin and the Dragonland stuff by Weiss and Hickman. Okay, well, I like them. Uh, most of them. They weren't all great, but I enjoyed those. And the Deathgate cycle, too. I enjoyed that. So I guess I'm a, not a huge fan, but I liked them well enough. I guess the problem was there was so much of that, and I just couldn't figure out where I was with it. I had a terrible time with the Death, Deathgate cycle because a long, for a long time they weren't available on Talking Book. This is back in the 80s or 90s when they first started coming out. And I bought them on as commercial cassette, the condensed versions. I bought a few of them, and I got one of them on Talking Book. No, the Deathgate I didn't. I bought some of them on cassette, you know, commercially available, little two-cassette things, so you can imagine how condensed they were. And they didn't do the last two books of the series, and I knew there were two books, and it was years and years before they came out with the last two on Talking Book that I was able to read. And I just sort of hung out there for the longest time. I'm not sure that that they were worth the wait, but uh, I just, you know, you get started in a series, you hope it it continues to be available or else you have a real problem. Yeah, I I read a few of the Dragonlance Chronicles, but I think they were severely abridged, so I should probably go back and reread them, but I'd have to look up the order or something because there's so many of them I don't remember which ones I read. I think the Test of the Twins and the whole four twins ones. 
the twins got a little tiresome. The, the first three, the autumn, winter, and spring, are the really good ones. And then there are some short stories or stor- short story collections where she shares her world with other people, other writers, and that was pretty good. The twins, I thought, were just, I don't know, I thought maybe I was just tired of it by the twins was, were a little bit much. Uh, but the first three, the autumn, and I haven't read summer. That came out later on. But the autumn, winter, and uh, spring dawning or whatever. And, of course, I read spring dawning first, which didn't help. So then I had to read autumn and winter. Those three separate series, oh, are those three separate series or or three books? Three books. Uh, the fall, the winter, and the spring are the main books, and then the summer supposedly takes place later. Uh, Lana, do us a a small favor, if you would. Uh, Put that mic like about, oh, I don't know, six or eight inches away from your mouth. You're overdriving, and it's really annoying. If you wouldn't mind, please. Um, Thanks. (laughs) Sorry about that. Um, I wanted to ask, I don't remember, um, because my mind is a sieve, have we ever read any uh, Garth Nix? Yeah, we did. We read the first book in that series with that girl who plays the harp. And uh, oh boy, what was it called? Um, I can't remember now. But we read it. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. I didn't keep on with that series though, so I guess I. I gave it less than a five out of ten, but um, we did read the first book in that series. Does anybody know if Patrick Rothfuss has finished uh, the King Killer Chronicles? I really liked that first book, and I kind of would like to know what happens after it. I don't know either, but I sure would like to. Uh, I sure would like to read that second book also. I'm not going to wait for uh, Bard to come out with that. I'm going to get it. Um, it'll probably come out on Bookshare if it sells well enough. If not, I'll scan it myself. Um, I'm doing a book right now that I was hoping the publisher would put out when it first appeared last month, but they haven't done it yet, so I'm taking my chances, but I want to read this book, so I scanned it. I'd have to go back and reread that. I only got so far in that book, but it was definitely a great book, so I wouldn't mind rereading it if the second one came out. Oh, yeah, and Terry Goodkind is going to come out with another three Richard and Kalen books. Apparently the first one's supposed to be out next year, so we'll bookshare leaps onto that. I thought he ended the thing at the confessor. Oh, good. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Say, thank you for telling me about the microphone. I hope this is better. I'm in another group that uses a different telephone thing, and they're always telling me to eat my mic because I'm not coming through. So I was sitting there holding my control key with one hand and trying to maneuver my mic closer to my mouth with the other. So I, does that sound better? Sound marvelous, Lana. Very much better. Thank you so much. <laughs> you were blasting me out to the back fence and that's about uh 75 feet from here so <laughs> um, okay um i just read one that that uh you guys might be interested in um has anybody read that weather warden uh book one that just came on bard like two weeks ago or three weeks ago or whenever it was that was good um i got a good review from a friend and and uh, i read the weather warden book one and it was good I I enjoyed it that sounds like a real change of pace after the uh, you know it's kind of nice to get read a different kind of book 
after the um, kingdom and and uh, journey kind of story of the um, of uh, that we just read for Green Rider. So it might be a judging from the title, it sounds like it might be a change of pace. Who's the author on that? And do you know? Oh, you would ask me. Um, I just came up with the title as I was sitting here, and I can't remember the author. Um, but it's called Weather Warden Book One, and it's on Bard, and I don't know the author right this second. I could go look, but I don't want to jeopardize the recording. I hope it's still recording. If it was a couple of weeks ago, it might still be on the new books list, and we could just scan down and, and or do a search for weather or something and, and find it on the new books list. I can probably find it, yeah. One thing I found out, I kind of liked Tamora Pierce. I just was reading, um, I've been, I was reading a couple of books of the Becca Cooper series, and that was kind of fun. I kind of, I think I kind of like her. Yeah, I thought Terrier was a really good book. Yeah, that was Sabriel, the first book in that series. We read the first book, um here at the Fantasy Club meeting, but Diane, I'll bet you haven't read the David Weber uh, series yet either, the um, Oath of Swords, Windrider's Oath, and, oh man, what was the third one called, or was that the second one? Um, I forget, but boy, that was a good series. You ought to try David Weber's fantasy. I've read all of it. It's the, the Oath of Swords, the War Guide, the War God Zone, and Windrider's Oath. Yes, I read all of those. There, there was the. I think I liked about it was the sense of humor that that was exhibited in the fantasy, and I thought that was a lot of fun. It had a sense of humor, and yet it wasn't. Um, uh, it didn't make fun of itself. There, there's a trick that, and maybe that's where I'm having a problem with Piers Anthony is it's one thing to have a sense of humor where the characters are doing something funny or saying uh, making a cute crack or something and and it's another when when the author is poking fun at his own genre with the reader and he's not doing David Weber doesn't do that uh, in that series I read the war God Zone. I haven't read the third one yet but plus they're very well read well I've always liked David Weber and um those of you who know me know that I have been immersed in in uh, space opera for the past month and a half. So um, I went through the uh, Elizabeth Moon stuff. I went to David Weber, and I'm back to Elizabeth Moon again. And um, I'll I'll get it out of my system eventually. But um, <laughs> I'm just having a wonderful time with space opera. I I I don't know. Must be something I need right now. So I'm I'm in the midst of of the Vada War series again for the second time. But uh, that uh, that Elizabeth Moon. Now she's written some fantasy too, and I've got that downloaded, but I haven't I haven't read it. Uh, Oath of Fealty, I think it's called. Um. So I'm I'm gonna look at that and uh, so forth. But man, oh man, what an author. She is something else. And I think the first book in that series you want to get is Sheep Farmer's Daughter, which is the Deeds of Pasquinarian, I think. And I know that this stuff is available on Audible. Um, um, but I think Oath of Fealty is about, what is it, the third or fourth book in the series or something of that nature? Is it really? Huh. Okay. Interesting. All right, because I thought it was a standalone, because it didn't say that it was part of a series. Um, interesting. 
I think it may be, but what you can do to verify this is if you go to fantasticfiction.com and look up um, Elizabeth Moon's stuff, uh, it's bound it's bound to let you know about what about her series. So that that's probably one thing I would go by. That's a good sign, though, if you were able to read the fourth book, third or fourth book, and and take it as a standalone and know what's going on. I like it when fantasy writers uh, finish a book, you know, do a book and it's over, and it's helpful to know what came before, but you can kind of read it on its own, and uh, that that's a a good thing to know about her stuff. I think you can say the same thing about Charles DeLint, because all of his books tend to be finished, but the thing that is interesting is that he will often have recurring characters, and there are a whole bunch of little collected stories books I'm thinking of getting from him, which I've downloaded onto my external hard drive that I'm going to get to one of these days. Um, my fantasy thing, I still have Elizabeth Hayden and... Um, the Crown of Stars thing, which I haven't read. Kate Elliott has another series, which is called Crossroads, and there are about three books of that series available on the Bard site, books one through three. And I don't know if there are only three books in the series. Um, another thing is uh, I've got some Tanith Lee, the Clyde journals that I haven't read. And, uh, of course... Um, Catherine Kerr, I like her. I think the the Silver Worm, they now have books one and two, but they don't have book three yet. But I've read a lot of her stuff. Now, I like The Crown of Stars. I did um, two of the books in that series for Bookshare. I proofread book six, and I scanned uh, book seven. And um, I enjoyed that series quite a lot. And I have Spirit Gate downloaded the first book in the Crossroads, but I haven't started it yet. And I haven't downloaded the other two yet. But I do want to read that at some point soon. I think the first book you want to read is Gold Falcon, and I think the second book is Spirit Gate, and the third book is The Shadowed Isle. Well, according to Bard, Spirit Gate is the first book in the Crossroads series. Okay. Well, I would check with Fantastic Fiction just to be on the safe side there. Well, if you can read it and make sense out of it, you know, and sometimes an early, sometimes I'll put an earlier book out um, that that went before uh, Dead of uh, uh, what's his name, uh, the Terry Goodkind's Dead of Bones, takes place before the Sword of Truth series, but he put it out well into the into the series, and it stood alone. As a previous book, you didn't really have to know it helped, but you didn't really have to have read the other books. So sometimes a writer will write something and then they'll write a prequel after they write the book. Yeah, here it is. Spirit Gate, Crossroads, Book One. Well, that's about as clear as it can be. Okay. Going back to Elizabeth Moon, did she uh, write the series called The Healer's War? I don't know. That I don't know. Um... I started on this whole Malarchifus, um well, it's not Malarchifus, it's wonderful. Um, I started on this space opera journey back in the beginning of August when a friend of mine lent me his CDs that he had gotten off graphicaudio.com of the Serrano legacy 
And as I say, this is science fiction, so this is off topic. Um, and there are seven books in this series, and they're absolutely marvelous. I, I cannot say enough about these books. They're not simple space opera. Space opera is the vehicle through which she explores a whole bunch of really serious stuff. And, you know, really human human interaction kind of stuff. It's fantastic stuff. It really, really is. And then, um, because I hadn't had enough of, of uh, Space War, I went back to Honor Harrington, <laughs> the David Weber. And now I've decided I need to reread the five books of the Vada War series by Elizabeth Moon, and they're not as good as the Serrano Legacy, believe me. The Serrano Legacy are seven books that are, I would put them next to Tolkien and next to C.S. Lewis and people like that. Those books are stellar, absolutely stellar. Now, Bookshare has the first three of the seven books. Uh, The first book is absolutely terrible. It was uh, proofread by somebody that should have known better. There were like eight or ten errors on the first page, and it went on from there, and I checked like page 50 and page 150 and page 200, and I sent in a book report about it, and um, so I don't know what's going to happen, but um, as I say, I've got her fantasy sitting here, and I haven't done anything about it, but uh, the, the Serrano legacy is absolutely stellar. Totally and completely stellar. Sounds like you liked him. Space opera. Are you trying to, to tell me exactly, uh, to say exactly how I feel about him? Is that what you're saying, Lana? <laughs> well, I like C.J. Cherry's space opera a lot better than I like her fantasy for some reason I can't get into her fantasy but I do like her space opera stuff and I've got uh, more books in the foreigner universe on my on my disc uh, I gave a quality report on the uh, gathering storm uh, and they fixed it up real good I checked the errors that I reported on they fixed it look I didn't read the whole book again but I did some searches several and it looks like they fixed everything I mentioned. They really seem to have taken it seriously, and they did a great job. That book is really an excellent, stellar shape now. Well, if anybody decides they want to scan the the uh, uh, books four through seven of the uh, Serrano Legacy, um, I am absolutely and totally willing to proof. Um, so if, if anybody decides they want to do that, um, but as I say, all of this is 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 uh, water over the dam because this is science fiction, and it's not fantasy. What book are we doing next time? We haven't decided yet. Have any of you guys read Peter Beagle? I read the last Unicorn, which was quite good, but from the descriptions of some of his late, couple of his later books, it didn't sound great. But the the last Unicorn was yeah pretty. Of course, I had just started reading fantasy then, so who knows what I'd feel about it this day and age. I think the first book of his I ever read was The Folk of the Air, and I liked it very much. Oh wow, The Last Unicorn! I read that a long time ago, before I even 
really read fantasy. I think it was back when I was, what, 13, 14, and I was listening to it because my roommate was listening to it. Okay, so what book does everybody want to do? There's been so many now, I've completely lost track. Do we want to do Weather Warden for a nice change, or do we want to do something else? What is Weather Warden about? What is the synopsis, do you know? Or just roughly what kind of universe are we talking about and that sort of thing? Well, this is modern day, the United States, um, and it has to do... It's If I were to make similarities, it's sort of akin to the... Um, Oh, my mind is such a sieve. Uh, the the um, the guy who's the 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 mage and living in Chicago, and uh, you know is is um, oh you know there's like five or six or seven books in the series. Uh, I think I'm on book four. Um, oh God, whatever. Anyway, um, they're they're modern. Uh, they don't have vampires. They do have demons, though. Um, and it's about a young girl who is a weather warden. And the, the the premise is that there are a bunch of mages who are um, all over the world, and they're in various quadrants of the world, and they've got the planet divided up between them. And they are um, in charge of the weather and various natural phenomenon. And they're the ones that are supposed to control the severity of storms and stuff like this. And she has a problem because she um, she killed somebody in self-defense and the, uh, the weather warden patrol is after her and, and she has to you know, redeem her name and and all this and and so forth and so on and and um, it's quite a story. It's it's very good. I'm wondering if you're thinking of Rachel Kane. I wonder if she's the one doing those stories. Uh, and you were thinking of Jim Butcher's Harry Dresden, Anne. I don't know if it's Rachel Kane, but there's one book up on Bard and it's called Weather Warden, and it's um. As I say, it's it's Weather Warden Book One, and um, that's all I know. I can't remember the author. I'm sorry. Sounds good to me. The Dresden Files. It's up to Book Eleven now, I think, or is it Twelve? I forget, but it's at least Eleven. I think Bard has Eleven of them. Yeah, I've downloaded all of them, but I'm taking them in smallish doses. I think I'd be willing to get the Weather Warden, but I do I do intend to read the Green Rider books also. I like the first two Dresden Files books, though I think he's a little... He, he likes his violence and gore a lot. And that's uh, too bad, because, uh, you know, he really... I think he goes a little overboard on that somewhat. But I guess it appeals to a lot of people, so maybe that's why he puts it in. Obviously, it does for him to have sold as many books as he has. I think I have sort of mixed feelings about Harry Dresden. I'm somewhat... Uh, exasperated with him just simply because he doesn't have anything outside of his magic to occupy his time. No, he doesn't have much of a life, I guess, no. I love it. <laughs> I think that's why I got to the end of book four and decided I, I didn't need any more Harry Dresden for the time. But uh, who knows, I might go in for 
for another China cup at some point. Um, anyway, sorry about the pun. Um, all right, so are we doing Weather Warden or what? Sounds good to me. Have any of you read China Mieville? And if you have, what do you think of him? I'm looking for Weather Warden here on Bard. I searched under the W's and I've got the Weather Makers and uh, I'm not seeing Weather Warden up here yet. I'm going to have to go to the regular NLS site and do a search there, I guess. Uh, I'm, I'm going to start with new books and go down to the bottom and work up or do a search for weather. I, I, I know there's a lot of stuff out there that isn't in new books, but I always go to the new books and, and get something. Usually, some weeks there isn't much, but I, I kind of keep, I kind of follow that real well. And, and usually there's about a month worth of books, so it might be on that new books list. I'll, uh, once I stop this recording, I will, um, I'll go and find out what it is because I think I still have it on my hard drive. So I will, I will get the author and and so forth and and send it to you uh, on the the fantasy the fantasy book club. Um, that's is that Gmail or free list? What is it? Uh, what's the address for the the group list? I'm not getting emails in or out because my settings are rotten. So. Um I should just tell you guys this. Um, I have stuff on the web, but not in my inbox on the desktop. Okay, they're not under the title Weather Warden. They're under, that's the series title. But the three books are, I'm not sure which order yet, um, Chill Factor is book three, and the first two books are Heat Stroke and Ill Wind, which I don't know which one is which yet, i got to look. But they're... They're uh, not called Weather Warden. That's the name of the series. Who's the author, Evan? Rachel Kane. You're right. Oh, okay. Kane with a C? Yes, definitely. C-A-I-N-E. You never know with writers. C-A-I-N-E, yeah. It's Ill Wind. Let's go for it, then. Okay. So if everyone has a consensus, uh, we'll do Weather Warden for next month. No, it's Ill Wind. That's Weather Warden, book one. Yeah, it's only a third as long as the Malazan cycle, or the Malazan book, uh, Gardens of the Moon. It's only nine hours and 47 minutes. I could read that in quick time. Oh, sorry. Illwind, you did just say that. Skype was quite distracting. Um, don't you just love the new NLS players? And I mean, it's nice on, on stream and uh, book sense that you could speed it up, but you can really speed it up on those uh, NLS players and, and, still, and still read it and have an enjoyable read. I just love those things. I am surprised at how solidly they're built. You know, the battery life is incredible. You know, 29 hours or something on mine. The, the thing, the, the speed increments, you got lots more than you have on a stream, I think, or certainly more than on a book sense. And you've got great sound. I mean, they were just really well designed and well built. I was really proud to get my player and see how well it was made and how good it was. Yeah, I've got some um, some stuff on the thumb drive on by uh, player. Um I have a collections of stories. One is the Bride Who Argued with God, um, stories tellers from Scandinavia. So I've got a bunch of short stories, including Louisa May Alcott's fairy tale stories on a thumb drive. So I've got a few things, uh, including Roy Blunt's Southern Humor is on a 
thumb drive on my um, thumb drive, and that's connected to the uh, DDBM. It's tricky to find a thumb drive that'll that'll work. There seems to be a lot of fuss about which ones work and which ones you can buy. But but uh, I just love being able to put a book on there, and I think I'll get the drive and just put music on it. I have a lot of music. I, well, not a lot, but some music I've downloaded over the years, and I think it'd be nice to just put that on and pop one in. And uh, since I don't have a good classical music station here in Colorado, here in the Greeley area, that's worth listening to. Uh, and that I can get, uh, be good to just put one of those things in and let it go. You know, and you stop whenever you want to. You don't even have to change a CD. Just let it rip. I think if you get Kingston, you can't go wrong, Lana. Well, they didn't sell Kingston at Best Buy, or they didn't have any Kingstons at Best Buy. Um, but I know I could probably order one. I may try to go ahead and buy some cartridges because I don't like, and I've I'm, I'm followed the conversation about the L. Uh, socket that you can get but I don't like that sticking out and my thumb drive is too thick to slide in to attach into the cartridge thing I may have to break down and buy a couple cartridges those are those are neat things I have a little elbow joint uh, and what happens is if you have the little uh, drive connected to it it lays along the side of the player so it doesn't stick out so in other words rather than being uh, sticking out of the side, it you know the it's sort of going along the side, sort of parallel to the side of the player. If that makes any sense. Yeah, that makes sense. It would still stick out because it would be. I presume it's still flat to the parallel to the ground. I mean, it doesn't. It wouldn't lay sideways against the stream that or against the player. That would be really neat. Uh, or or maybe you know when I'm talking about thumb drives are fatter than they are. They're flat, you know, there's a narrow side, the wide side, and it'd be nice if the narrow side, uh, instead of the narrow side fitting up against the book, if the flat side fit again. No, I'm not making any sense. Never mind. Lena, this is how it is. If you just had the thumb drive, and if you put it in the USB socket, it would be sticking out. But if you get the elbow joint, what would happen is that one end would fit in the USB port, and the wider end, you would connect your... Uh, your thumb drive to that and it would fit along the side of the player going the same direction as the side of the player so if you can imagine it's kind of like a 90 degree sort of a thing you have a flat thing on top of the joint and the bottom part is in the player and there's a wider USB plug and in that would go your thumb drive so in fact it would be going parallel to the side of your player not going down to the earth or sticking out at the side so it looks like uh you know it's just going it's going to it's going to be hitting the side of your player for those of you who may want to read the sequels to ill wind when you finish ill wind the uh second and third books aren't on uh nls yet they're listed as in process so uh, i haven't checked to see if they're on bookshare yet but uh just for those of you who might be interested, you won't be able to get those on board yet. Uh, what I am going to do, uh, I am getting ahead, and I am getting, I am getting caught up on reading all of the magazines. That was one good thing about me not having a computer for about uh, five or six days. Was I've been reading my old issues of Asimov's El, uh, Analog and Ellery Queen, so. Right now, I'm reading the July issue of Asimov's, and so 
I intend to finish this whole lot, and what I will do is I'm going to read Green Rider's the first book in the Green Rider series, I was hoping I would have the time to read it, but I'm going to read it. And if you like, Julia, I can talk to you on Skype and let you know what I think of it, because I did promise I was going to read it. Okay, that would be very nice. Um, I have to go now, but if uh, I guess we'll read Ill Wind for next week or next month. Okay, thank you, everybody. You can still keep talking, but I'll see you next month. Bye, Julia.